Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Sit back, folks, as your humble presenter peels back the curtain once again to reveal precisely why certain items of clothing are forbidden to be worn in certain areas on a particular day of the week, specific acts aren't allowed to be decided on the fly, and seemingly basic in-ring actions require more thought than you initially expected. I'm Gareth from What Culture Wrestling, and here are 10 wrestling rules you had no idea existed. Number 10. Weapons must be approved. One of the many staples of professional wrestling, seemingly for as long as most fans will remember, comes in the form of either a heelish piece of crap swinging a destructive chair at a rival's person, or a babyface fighting off a swarm of a-holes with a baseball bat. In short, weapons and pro wrestling go hand-in-hand hand like Vince McMahon and a fresh slab of meat. It may come as a little surprise to hear that absolutely every one of these weapons must first be approved before use. For the more elaborate set pieces involving everything from fire to barbed wire, it's fairly understandable to hear that permission from higher-ups must be requested before testing out and later executing the spot. But this ruling also extends to the tried and tested likes of chair and candlestick strikes too, highlighting that just about everything you see on a wrestling product, particularly WWE, has been signed off on before a piece of steel has ever been swung. Number 9. No Closed Fists It'll become more and more apparent over the course of this list that while there are specific rules that wrestlers must follow when performing in a squared circle, not everyone gets the memo, and some can simply get away with not paying attention altogether. That takes us nicely into the laws behind what exactly a wrestler is allowed to throw at their colleague when trading strikes in between the ropes. The art of absolutely nailing a punch in a pro wrestling environment is one of the most underappreciated known to the form, with it taking an immense amount of timing and selling to convince audiences a right hook is actually connected. In order to protect the person on the receiving end of this worked punch, and not have audiences wonder why a wrestler hasn't been knocked out instantly, it's largely understood that there are to be no closed fists when firing off a straight, hook, uppercut, or any other hand. However, as time has gone by, it appears this particular rule has relaxed somewhat, with Roman Reigns frequently firing off his closed fist Superman punch, and Brock Lesnar even taking things up a notch by walloping Braun Strowman with a legit shot a few years back. To be fair though, Brock's gonna Brock, isn't he? Number 8. Pin towards that hard camera While this rule is admittedly aimed towards wrestling promotions that are airing weekly television, it's still a law so subtle that you've likely never even given it a second thought. At a glance, the guys and gals in the ring doing their utmost to convince fans that they're beating 
eating the ever-loving piss out of one another, seem to have their mind on only one thing when all is said and done. That being getting the all-important victory via pinfall, submission, or whatever other means a stipulation allows them to. However, there's also another vital nugget of information that must always be at the forefront of their minds when it comes to the most common way to end a match. Should their contest be going down on TV, a wrestler must do everything in their power to manipulate the way they execute their pinning attempts so that they face towards the sacred hard camera. If not, the audience will likely be gifted a rather unflattering view during whatever show they're indulging in, and the wrestler in question will likely get their face melted off by the boss should they be working under the WWE banner. Number 7. No getting on the ropes during an entrance Again, this particular rule feels more like of an if your name's not Randy Orton or someone else of that ilk, no no, than a straight up forbidden act when it comes to the world inside of Vince McMahon's empire. It wasn't always this way, however. For a time, wrestlers left, right and centre could be seen clambering up to the top rope and flexing their muscles, outstretching their arms, or even just flipping the bird. Yet as time has gone by for some bizarre reason, the biggest wrestling organisation on the planet have dialed back allowing stars to take to the top rope to G up the crowd. Perhaps the strangest part of all of this is the fact that wrestlers are still able to drag themselves to that aforementioned top rope to deliver a stunning shooting star press, frog splash, or another frighteningly intricate manoeuvre. So which genius decided that simply showing off your abs to the paying crowd was too hazardous to be allowed on a regular basis? Clearly, the likes of Orton, Drew McIntyre, and a few others don't see any harm in it. So long may they roar from up high. Number 6. No yay boo spots. Unless your name just happens to be John Cena, that is. In case you thought this rule was simply too dumb to make up, this insane ruling was actually spotted on a house show rules document that was doing the rounds online a few years back. In case you're unaware, the whole idea behind what is known as a yay boo moment in a wrestling arena is that you have two stars so over as either a face or heel that audiences simply cannot resist roaring with glee after every hero punch and raining down boos on each villainous reply. It's an exchange as old as time, but one that WWE clearly didn't want to be shared out among the rest of the locker room during the height of Cena's popularity. To handcuff wrestlers in such a way, effectively not allowing them to respond to the crowd and give them what they want, is idiotically counterproductive. But this isn't the first time Vinnie Mac has decided to lay down a pointless commandment for reasons only he can understand. And it likely won't be the last. Number 5. Dating WWE Officials Back to the hilariously hypocritical WWE rulebook we go! And this time we focus on who a wrestler is supposedly allowed to forge an intimate relationship with. Or in this case, who they're reportedly not. As strange as it may be to believe, it's said that talents signed to Vinnie Mac's company are not actually permitted to date anyone from the office. Now, it's not the most unreasonable rule to follow. Given the nature of the business and how easy it would be for a higher-up to give preferential treatment to a partner when it comes to a push. Yet, given the fact that two of the most powerful people in the company did precisely this and went on to become the cornerstones for WWE's future does scream out one rule for us, one rule for you. Saying that, the rule itself was only brought into existence a few years back and there's still clearly no laws against dating fellow members of the roster. With the most high-profile WWE relationship of recent times coming in the form of Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins finding love. Number four, no high heels in Carmel by the Sea, California. If you've ever sat back to watch a wrestling event in Carmel by the Sea in California, the chances are you've never seen a single solitary heel on show. Now, we're not talking about the typical slimy bad guy or gal strutting down to the ring and running down the Cali locale. In this case, the ruling literally applies to the item of clothing found on many a person's foot. In clear response to lawsuits made against the location due to the uneven pavement leaving some folks injured post-heel wearing adventure, the city ordered everyone fond of wearing the shoe to cease kidding themselves out in them in their vicinity. It's widely understood that most wrestlers are required to dress to the nines when representing their company at an event or 
or press conference, with many stars opting for heels should the occasion fit. However, if said gathering takes place in Carmel-by-the-Sea, heels are most definitely off the menu and must be avoided on pain of death. Or a slap on the wrist, at least. Number three, baby blue trunks are a no-go in North Carolina on a Wednesday. Yes, it's just that specific. Though the reasons behind the rule existing in the first place aren't 100% clear to this day. It's said that no wrestler is able to wear the color of baby blue whilst wrestling in North Carolina on a Wednesday. And he thought Vince McMahon's nonsensical laws were odd. Some say this could be a reference to the fact that Ric Flair, a North Carolina native, often decked himself out in the aforementioned baby blue when it came to his signature trunks. Others claim this could be a way to ensure that the University of North Carolina Tar Heels, who are also known to wear that specific brand of color, are not overshadowed. Whatever the reason, you'll likely never see the likes of Kenny Omega, AJ Styles, or any other star fond of infusing some baby blue into their outfit. Do so whilst locking up in North Carolina on a Wednesday evening. Number two, tag rope has to be measured in Dallas. Stepping into the tag team realm for the last two entries of this glorious collection of ludicrous rules. It's time to focus on that little piece of rope often found dangling from a performer's hand as they anxiously wait on the apron to be unleashed into a duo's match. This piece of string is designed to ensure a star doesn't constantly find themselves getting involved in a contest should their partner find themselves in hot water. And for the most part, it isn't entirely that important how long the string actually is. However, when it comes to a contest in Dallas, Texas, an independent inspector is tasked with measuring each of the ropes set to be used on that night. Dallas require the standard length of rope to be 18 inches long, and those aforementioned inspectors need to obtain certification biannually. Texas take their tag team action very seriously. Number one, one breakup per tag team match. On the back of one specific Twitter fan inquiring about a supposed new rule when it comes to tag team action within WWE, FTR's Dax Harwood revealed that not only was this not a WWE-specific occurrence, but that it was also nothing new. The rule in question involves both teams not being allowed to break up a pin attempt during a tag encounter any more than once over the course of a contest. Going even further when discussing this largely unknown rule, the AEW man confessed that himself and Cash Wheeler abided by this ruling in every single match they were involved in during their time in Vince McMahon's company. This is one of those details that can be easily missed amidst the usual variety of chaos and shenanigans seen going down during most tag team throwdowns. But once you clock that a unit aren't permitted to put a stop to a pinfall more than once, the drama of your bog-standard Monday Night Raw 2-on-2 undoubtedly gets dialed up a few notches. Or at the very least, it doesn't feel like a basic four-way, as Uncle Dax put it so nicely. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.